Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. KYW Original Podcasts. Well, Ray Dinninger, Hall of Famer from 94 WIP, the, the game went just about as, as you called it. You said that it would come down to the team that made less mistakes. The ball was bouncing around like you said it would, and the Eagles ended up making less mistakes than the Giants, and they won 22-21 in comeback fashion. When you look back at this game, Ray, uh, what's your view of a win like this? Do you view it as a, a great comeback by the Eagles or an epic choke by the Giants? How do you view this? Um, I think, I, I think it was probably both. Uh, if I'm, if, if I'm going to tilt it a little bit one way or the other, I would probably say I'd give more credit to the Eagles, uh, for being able to pull this one out because I think that after the Giants had, you know, mounted that 90, 70 yard drive to take a 21 to 10 lead with about six minutes to go, I don't think there were a whole lot of people that thought the Eagles were going to be able to come back and, uh, and win that game at that point. Uh, but they did. And, um, you know, once again, it shows that this is a, a pretty resilient team. It's not, a, you know, it's certainly not a great team. May not even be a real good team, but they are resilient and they do fight to the very end. And some weeks, when you're playing really good teams like uh, Baltimore and Pittsburgh, it, it, that's not necessarily enough. But last night you were playing the Giants, and it was. And uh, uh, you know, there's there's a lot to go over. There's a lot to review and correct. Uh, but I guess the bottom line on this one is that when the night ended. You had the victory, and your season was still alive. I, if they had lost this game to this Giants team and fallen to one five and one, with a record that included losses to Washington and now the Giants in your division, I think the season would have been pretty much over. <laughs> but by winning the game last night, the Eagles' season carries on. So I guess we can all be thankful for that. Okay, so you mentioned the ninety-seven yard drive by the Giants that ended in a touchdown and put them up eleven points with a little over six minutes to go. At what point, Ray? Because you're right. At that point, I thought the game was over, and I'm sure a lot of other people thought that way too. At what point over the next six minutes did you believe that? Hmm. The Eagles could come back. What moment, what play was the turning point for you? Um, the, the long pass to Hightower in their next possession. Uh, that they, the Wentz chucked the ball way down the field, and Hightower caught it this time and, uh, and got the Eagles down in, in one shot. It got them from their end of the field down into the Giants' red zone. And you looked at the clock, and you looked at the opponent, and you said, you know what, this game isn't over yet. Uh, that was the play that made me think that they had a chance. And... Uh, I think that was the play that, can, that made the Giants realize that the Eagles had a chance, too. Uh, and of course, they had to finish that drive and then get a defensive stop and then have another drive all in a very little period of time. But they were able to do that. But the, if, if there was the one play that made me all of a sudden made me sit up straight in my chair, yeah, it was the long pass to Hightower. 
So then they score on a touchdown to Greg Ward, of course, because the Eagles have been miserable with two-point attempts this year. They were not successful on the two-point attempt. Evan Engram then drops what would have been a game-sealing third down catch. He drops it. Another gift from the Giants to the Eagles, in addition to all their penalties in those last two drives. And then the Eagles get the ball back, and they drive it down the field again. Couple of nice pat passes to Richard Rodgers. He played well last night, filling in, for, filling in for Zach Ertz. More Giants penalties. And then the Eagles get down inside that five-yard five yard line again, where I feel like they really haven't been successful in that area the last few games. Um, Obviously, the Greg Ward touchdown was a three-yard touchdown reception. But the Eagles were not able to get a touchdown within the five-yard five line um, without actually the help of the Giants because the Giants had one of their penalties on a third down and goal that gave the Eagles a fresh set of downs. But then the Jason Kelsey face masks happens. And my initial thought on that play, Ray, was this is actually good for the Eagles because it gives them room where they've had more success in terms of pulling off a play than they have within that short yardage frame within the five-yard line. I know Carson was asked about that post-game, and he didn't agree. What do you feel about that? Um, well, at the moment that it happened, I certainly didn't say, oh, boy, this is just what they needed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that thought did not cross my mind. Uh, what crossed my mind in that situation was, man, Kelsey should, Kelsey's got to be smarter than that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you're down at the two-yard line, and, you know, they had been struggling down there. And, uh, you know, this was a night when one of, the, one of the more telling statistics in this game is the fact that the Eagles had eight red zone possessions, which that's a lot. In a game, you, you get the ball inside the other team's 20 eight times. Uh, you really shouldn't be struggling to win the game at the very end. You get, the, you get that many red zone possessions, you should, have put that, you should have scored enough to have that game put away long before that. But it wasn't that kind of game. I mean, they were getting red zone possessions and not cashing them in at all, sometimes coming away with no points, sometimes coming away with just three. So in that situation, um, getting the ball moved back from about the two-and-a-half-yard line to almost the 20, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see it as a positive. Uh, the, the questioner asked, asked Wentz if get, getting yourself a little more room, getting yourself a little more space at that end of the field actually was a good thing. <laughs> and Wentz kind of <laughs> smiled and said, uh, uh, well, you know, I guess you could look at it that way. Uh, I certainly wasn't feeling that. But they come back on the very next play, and they hit the touchdown pass. So maybe, you know, maybe in a crazy kind of way, maybe it was a good thing. But, you know, hey, listen, we're talking about a crazy kind of season, so yep. maybe it makes sense. Right. What What have you learned about Carson this season, Ray, uh, throughout, all the, throughout all seven games so far? What have you learned about him? Uh, I, I think that uh, – well, certainly last night, and uh, what he's demonstrated now over the last, I'd say the last four games or so, is that, he, that, he's, that he's very tough, uh, that he's uh, a guy that rises to the occasion, uh, and a guy that uh, has, has really emerged as, as, if he hasn't, if he wasn't before, I think it's certainly clear now that he's, he's the emotional leader of that team, uh, which, you, which you hope your quarterback will be. Uh, and last night he was really clutch when you needed him to be clutch. Uh, you know, all of this, is, you know, you got to place in the context of your opponent. And the Giants are not a good team. Uh, but uh, yeah, the Eagles were, they were really, I mean, you know, the old phrase, back to the wall. I mean, that's kind of where they were. I mean, if they if they had lost to that team uh, in, a, in a home game in that sort of setting, you know, they would have been hard-pressed to come back from that. And, you know, Wentz knew all of that in, when he got the ball with six minutes to go. I mean, he knew what was on the line there. 
and he responded with two touchdown drives in the last six minutes. So, um, you know, I think that a season that started off really dismally for him with the the Washington game was bad and the Rams game was bad. Uh, I mean, he's made strides each week since then and taken a frightful beating in the process. But at the end, you know, he's been the guy that's been leading your team, and last night he led you to a victory that kept your season alive. Doug Peterson's play calling, I think, has been put into question again. His decision-making, I think, has been put into question again. And the thing that stands out to me and a lot of other people, Ray, is um, uh, the fourth and, fourth and goal situation later in the game, right before the 97-yard drive by the Giants, uh, instead of kicking for three points, which at that point, since they didn't get points, they had left at least nine points off the board for a variety of reasons, not all of them Doug's fault, but... That play call to Hakeem Butler, what was your reaction to that? Uh, Surprised, you know, um, very surprised. You know, at that situation, uh, I I know Doug is is aggressive, likes to be aggressive, takes those kinds of chances. Uh, But, I mean, that's a spot where I would would have kicked the field goal. And right now, you know, right now you've you've got some concerns about your kicker, too. Uh, which we haven't really discussed yet, uh, right. but I think it, I think from from the two yard line, I don't think he's going to miss there. So uh, given the given the situation, you were down four, you kick that field goal there. Now you're only down one, and a field goal can win it for you at the end if you get a stop. So uh, I weighed the whole situation, and I thought, ah, eh. you know, I know Doug likes to be aggressive, but it is the fourth quarter. You're down four points. You're at the two yard line. Take the three. Um, but he didn't. You know, and they they called the play that, uh, you know, to a guy who's, you know, hardly anybody knows who he is, but I guess you could have said the same thing about Travis Fulgham a couple of weeks ago. That's the kind of team they are right now. Uh, I thought that, you know, I, I, when you look back on it, um, I thought at the time, and then in the replays, I thought it even more. I thought there was, I thought there was pass interference that the Giants got away with. Mm-hmm. I think the Eagles, I think the Eagles probably should have gotten a pass interference call and gotten a fresh set of downs and then, they would have punched it in. He would have felt entirely differently about Doug's decision. But at the time, yeah, I would have taken the three points. I, I would have. Um, but you know, that's Doug. I mean, that's that's the way he's going to coach. Even if he has, even if he's playing with a team where you got a lot of spare parts out there on the field. You know, since you brought it up, um, and and it kind of ties into the uh, strong defense that special teams coordinator Dave Fipp had for Jake Elliott earlier this week. Uh, what do you do with Jake Elliott? Because it, he's clearly struggling. It's not a miss here or miss there. He's he's missed um, long kicks and, and a short kick last night. What do you do with the who, uh, a kicker who's been very reliable for the Eagles in the past? Yeah, um, yeah I know Dave Fipp, the special teams coach, was asked about that and his press availability this week. Somebody brought up the fact that you know Jake has now for about a year had some issues, had some misses, uh, and a couple of them were beyond 50 yards. And there was a question asked about that because when you first got him uh, early on, I mean, he was making everything, including a lot of 50-yard-plus kicks. Now he's not, and it's not just one miss. I mean, it's he's missing pretty regularly out there. And then you add the one last night, which is right before halftime, which is a very makeable kick, which has to be made, and he missed that one too. You know, and then Fip got a little testy at the question and mm-hmm. said that there's no problem here and I'm not concerned at all. Um, I don't believe that. I mean, if you're the special teams coach and your kicker is in a funk, which this guy is, 
you better be concerned about that. Now, I'm not to the point now where I'm ready to cut the guy and go shopping for another kicker. Um, but I think that uh, I would do something in terms of, and I'm sure they're doing this, is going over the tape with him and going over his mechanics and trying to figure out why he's why he's missing these kicks. Um, but, you know, I, 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 you know, I know last night both Seth and Barrett Brooks were talking about bringing other kickers in uh, to have a tryout just to take a look at him to see who's available on the market. You know, I don't know that I want to send that kind of message right now. I mean, right. this guy's kicked very well for you now for several years. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to f- further spread the seeds of doubt. Uh, but the idea that no, we're not worried about him. Well, I think they are, but and I certainly am because, given the kind of team that the Eagles are right now, which is just kind of a patch it together and do the best you can team. They can't afford to leave three points on the field. When they when this guy comes in to kick, he better make them because they need all the points they can get. And speaking of special teams, Ray, um, last night Deshaun Jackson is put in as a punt returner. Well, he hasn't played much, so I don't remember if he's been put in as a punt returner at all this season. But for the first time last night, I believe he was put in as a punt returner right before the two-minute warning. Um, and Madre Harper, uh, Giants rookie defensive back Madre Harper, gets a little extra hit on him uh, after he was already brought down by Corey Ballantyne, who was actually penalized for the hit that he put on Deshaun. Uh, And then Madre Harper's hit bent Deshaun's leg back, and Deshaun left with a leg injury, and it did not look good at all. Um, What what are your thoughts on that play last night? Um, Well, at that point, the Eagles were looking for... They they were looking to hopefully hit a home run there. I mean, they were... They're hoping that they get the ball to Deshaun in that situation. And, you know, he can kind of do what he's done to the Giants before, which is take that punt and take it back to the house and win the game that way. Um, that's what they were looking for. They were looking for him to come in and make that big play, which he's capable of doing. But, um, yeah, I, 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 we still don't know, or at least we didn't hear in the postgame press conference, uh, any further information about the extent of Deshaun's injury. And I guess they're probably still evaluating. But uh, I agree with you. It, it it didn't look good, it, and that's uh, you're talking about a guy his age now and uh, reached a point in his career where he's you know he's pretty fragile. It doesn't take a whole lot, and that looked like the kind of injury that uh, you know my fear is that that may have been the end of his season. Did, did what did you think of the hit that that I guess both players put on him, Ballantyne and Harper? Uh, yeah, the, the the first hit was uh, uh, it looked it looked like. I mean, it wasn't. When I first saw it, I thought it was helmet to helmet, and it, when you got it from another angle, it, it was not. Uh, but it was definitely a full speed lowering your helmet kind of hit that uh, probably should have drawn a penalty. Uh, and then the second hit while he was on the ground looked uh, like an absolutely unnecessary roughness call. Um, so yeah, I think it was probably to me it was almost it was almost the equivalent of two fouls on the on the one play, and uh, uh, they. There's no, there's no doubt that it deserved the penalty, and uh, you just hope that the consequences of it and the aftermath of it isn't, isn't that it cost you the guy the season. Because you saw last night when he was, when he was in the game, uh, he can still help this team offensively, and he can still help mm-hmm. Carson Wentz. Wentz, you know, Wentz, Wentz likes throwing to him. I mean, in, in some big spots when Jackson was on the field, um, his his timing with him is still very good, and. Jackson has the ability to get open, and he does catch the ball, and Wentz likes throwing to him. So for a team that's struggling to find offense, I mean, you can't afford to lose a guy like that. 
Well, hopefully Deshaun's all right. You never want to see a player get hurt. Ray, I'm going to end on a positive note. I remember I asked you before, um, sometime two seasons ago now, I guess, because Nick Foles was not on the Eagles last season. Two seasons ago, I asked you, since you were the author of three Eagles encyclopedias, and I don't even know if your third one was out at that point, where does Nick Foles factor into the Eagles encyclopedia? So I will ask you this morning, after last night's game, where does Brandon Graham factor into the Eagles encyclopedia as the as the years go on? Because Brandon Graham made another big play last night for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, he did, and he's having a very good year uh, for a guy that's played here a long time uh, and never had a double-digit sack season, which is kind of interesting. Uh, but he's very steadily worked his way up the ladder to where, I mean, he's among your leading sack guys uh, all time. And, uh, you know, I don't think there's any doubt that he's going to wind up with his name on the wall for the Eagles Hall of Fame when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I, I really have uh, grown to like him even more and more as time goes by. When when he came out in the draft and the Eagles had the choice between him and Earl Thomas and they took him, I, I was not happy about that. I would have taken Earl Thomas. Uh, but I've kind of gotten past that now. I mean, the guy has played here a long time and, uh, and he gives you tremendous effort week in and week out. I mean, you you know, sometimes you can question the results, and it's not. And he isn't always a game-changing player, but you can never question how hard he goes every snap. He does, uh, and of course, we all remember the play he made on Tom Brady at the end of the Super Bowl. I mean, that's a total game-changer right there. And last night was another one. You know, the Giants have the ball at the end, and you're, you're trying to hang on as a defense, and you you need somebody in the pass rush to get to the pocket, and he was the guy that did it. So. Yeah, he's still coming hard on the very last snap of the game, and I guess that's the way he's going to be for his whole career. So, you know, when you talk about the, you know, the, the Eagles' best defensive ends of all time, I mean, you got to start with Reggie White, and I don't know if they'll ever have anybody better than him. Uh, but in that next group of guys, you know, the Trent Coles and uh, the and the U Douglases, you know, this guy has earned his place right there with them, and that's pretty good company. Oh, he's it's a great story. He's been a great story. Uh, Ray, thank you so much for the time. Three times this week. I really appreciate it. We will talk again next Friday to preview a huge game. Eagles, Cowboys, November 1st, Sunday night, primetime at the link with first place on the line. Have a wonderful weekend and talk to you next week. All right, David. I'll talk to you then. Talk to you then, Ray. Hall of Famer Ray Didinger of 94 WIP. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it 
in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 